Welcome, this is Leading with Spirit, the show that gives you an in-depth look at topics like what it takes to navigate your spiritual journey, how to heal yourself and grow your spiritual gifts, and balanced practices to expand your business and your spiritual leadership. I'm your host, Spirit Bird, shamanic teacher, healer, and author, here to guide you on your journey to becoming your most potent spiritual leader. Are you tired and stressed from the drive to push and do more, bigger, better, faster, and always moving? I'm inviting you to come all the way back to the center of yourself, to pause and drop into your spiritual being just for you. If you've been feeling the call to bring more ceremony and ritual into your life, to get clear on your purpose and to reconnect to your own devotion and self-trust, you're invited to Holy, our upcoming event in February, where you will remember that you are deserving of complete devotion and trust. Holy is an extended ceremony where we'll be guiding you through community source rituals and spiritual tools, accountability to embody the spiritual being you keep imagining you can be, and support sharing your gifts more openly with the world. Plus, we're going to have amazing guest speakers sharing tools on astrology, divine feminine, all kinds of gorgeous topics. To learn more, you can visit our website, HoltonHealingArts.com, or DM me at Holton Healing Arts, the word holy, and I'll get you started. I hope to see you there. I would love for you to join us. Let's play together. If you are a highly trained practitioner, or maybe just a highly sensitive person learning how to navigate the world, or you have just had one or two spiritual experiences and you're curious and you want to know more, uh, go ahead and lean in because I'm going to share a question that I get asked all of the time from all levels of this journey. And that's how to open your spiritual gifts and use them in the 3D. And believe it or not, opening our spiritual gifts is actually really quite easy and mastering them can be too with the right guidance. So on today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you five powerful ways to open your gifts like telepathy, dimensional travel, and healing others. And I'm going to actually be giving you pretty much the same steps that we use in my shaman school program. Obviously, that's more curated and we have a lot of more support guiding you through it um, quicker and so you can see how to use it in the world. Um, But also, it is pretty much the same process as far as the expanding your spiritual gifts part. So where I want to start is um, there are two types of people or two pathways where people tend to want to open their spiritual gifts. So um, oftentimes our curiosity comes from a wound or our gifts come from a wound. And I'm sure you've heard that before. And this is going to be a pretty big generalization, but I'm going to say it anyway. So let's say that you were interested in growing your spiritual gifts. There is also wanting to do it from a place of being wounded and hoping that opening your spiritual gifts will help you escape from the wound. Okay. So, um, this looks like someone's who is interested in exploring and awaken their spiritual gifts. Um, but it's because they want to escape the 3d reality, for example, or maybe they've been feeling like an outsider and they believe if they can just develop their gifts, then they it will become evident that they actually are different than others and in fact, better than the ones that hurt them in the first place. 
And then of course, in this category of, you know, using your gifts from the wound, um, it can also look like misusing them and um, inflating our egos. So um, I want to be clear that again, because a lot of our gifts happen to come from wounds, it doesn't mean that because that's happened to you, that you are this category or because you felt like an outsider that you are this category. This is what it looks like when you are using your spiritual gifts from the wounds. And often what happens is when we get curious about opening our gifts or exploring them more or mastering them, um, we might think of this first example as what it looks like. And so we might get a bit of a distaste in our mouth and not want to be that. And so we actually, um, you know, stifle our gifts or put them down because we think we're going to become that. We probably have some judgments about that. They probably aren't wrong. And so we don't explore the gifts. So I want to talk about the other way that our spiritual gifts come online. And that's actually because we're in a place of being, because we're interested in doing it from a place of self-actualization, because our spiritual gifts are human capacities and we all have access to them. And we all have the ability to be telepathic and we all have the ability to be psychic. We all have the ability to dream travel and dimensional travel. Um, but some of us, of course, are just more natural at it when we come into this life. Um, and some of us, you know, have room to learn. It's just like I, you know, I have the capacity to travel to people in their dreams and teach them things or just say hello and hang out. And I do so on a regular basis and I can teach people how to do that. But I'm terrible at mechanics. I cannot understand how the physical 3D works at all. It's not something that comes natural to me. And just like our spiritual gifts, um, if I really wanted to learn it, I could. So the second type of person who is ready to master their spiritual gifts um, usually is doing it just for the sake of learning and just for the sake of spiritual wisdom and just for the sake of because we want to know more because we want to experience the full range of our capacities, because we want to know what it's like to be powerful just for the sake of being powerful, not to power over others, of course, but just for ourselves, just to see that we can do it, to experience what that would be like in our lifetime or remember what it would be like to think about spiritual teachers or things that you have seen that have been miraculous and be like, Hey, I actually kind of want to do that. I do want to explore what it'd be like to imprint in the future and then come back in the next life and see how I imprinted it. I do want to explore unseen realms and learn how to move from one to the next and what we can do with them in this 3d life. And that's what I love to help people with all of this, right? It's, um, and especially the 3d part, it's one thing to open up the gifts and teach people how to use them, which I love doing, but then I also love, uh, bringing it right back into the 3d and showing them how we can help other people. But again, I want to step back from that and say that it doesn't actually even have to be just about helping other people. And most of us, you know, if you're here listening, you probably do want to help other people, but it can also be just for the sake of having fun. Like there's this whole level of our experience that gets stifled for a lot of us, right? So oftentimes when we're getting called to explore this work, it's because there's a whole part of us that hasn't been seen and it's ready to be seen and it's ready to be included. 
Um, and believe it or not, we aren't given spiritual gifts just to help people who are suffering. It's also to play. It's also just part of being human. So I'm going to go ahead and give you some really helpful tips to get started um, and to get started growing your spiritual gifts and having more spiritual experiences. And again, we explore this more in depth with more holding in the Shaman School program, and this is the foundational piece. So uh, let me get right to it. Uh, Number one, name what you see and what you feel. If somebody suddenly pops into your head, give them a call or send them a text or let them know that that happened. Um, I also encourage you to, so like this is all a practice of bringing what's in the intuitive center of awareness into the 3d reality. So, uh, so a great thing that I also recommend is to record or share your dreams in some way, even if it's just like one little thing, even if you're just like, Oh, I just remember a cup of coffee in my dream, share it. You're like, ah, this thing happened. Or write it down, right? So the more we can bring things into the 3D from the unseen realms, the easier it is for us to actually go the other way by choice. And then the last thing I want to include in this category of name, what you see and feel, is this has helped me tremendously. And honestly, I've really only discovered it recently. Um, But if you're doing meditation or visualization work, if you're doing this for like manifesting or to see a vision, um, to say out loud what you're experiencing and feeling. So for me, what I noticed is when I would try to do this activity as like through journaling, I started to notice how much I still filter when I'm writing it down because the time and space it takes for uh, my very quick awareness to go through and then come down through my body and out into my little pen, um, there's lots of opportunities for me to filter or for the thinking mind to come in. Now, this can still happen if you're speaking out loud. Obviously, if you pause and start to analyze what you're thinking, then you're putting a filter on it too. So you do have to be aware of that. But I find that it's just much easier for me to go off of whatever's coming through, even if it doesn't make sense or doesn't go together or I'm just like blurting out words um, because I get such a clear, more potent experience of the intuitive knowing that I actually have. So either way, with all of this work, Yeah, write it down, bring it into the 3D. Um, Let your awareness and your brain know that it actually is real, right? And again, the more we open it up into the 3D, the easier it is to go from the 3D back into the unseen. Number two, pay attention to the subtle. Mm -hmm. This is where I really like to work um, because oftentimes we think of oftentimes we think of expansion as going outwards, but actually it's usually coming inwards and getting in between and in between and in between and in between even more. Um, And for a lot of us, when we, when our spiritual awareness is opened up or, you know, we have a mind blowing experience that has been in a really dramatic way, like for a lot of people there, the, this type of spiritual work is opened up maybe when they lose a really close loved one. And when that happens, the veil stays really thin for a while. And so you often can feel them on the other side and this wakes you up. Or for a lot of us, we might've had a big opening um, on like a trip where we went somewhere that's especially powerful, like Sedona or someplace that's kind of renowned for having really great energetics, right? And then we come back home and we feel like we're missing something. 
Um, but we don't have to feel like we're missing something. We don't actually, actually, we don't have to run away to these pristine places to be able to experience that magic in everyday life. And of course, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do these trips, but um, you get to experience it outside of these big renowned places that you have to leave your life to go to or big dramatic experiences that you have to leave your life to go to. And again, there's something to be said about having a pilgrimage. Um, I will say that. And a lot of it we can experience right here, right now. And in fact, there's a place where I think this habit of going outside of our ordinary life to have these big experiences is actually harming us and creating more of a separation in our realities. And that's something that I'm actually really interested in instead. Instead of having to leave your life to get these big experiences, what if we could just bring those experiences right into us right now and sort of gently fold them right back into our lives, right? And so to do that, um, you got to listen to the subtleties. Your awareness is constantly picking up information, right? Your superhuman abilities are already there. It's just that most of the time from, you know, thinking is what has us resistant to it or our past stories, right? We've built up stories about why we can't do it um, or what it would mean if we did um, or what will happen to us if we do, right? So paying attention to the subtle is very important because that's where um, a lot of our capacities grow the most. Mm -hmm. So um, bringing me to tip number three, this is to continue to do your inner work. And I'm going to kind of piggyback on some of this last stuff around your stories and your beliefs. So let me see where I want to start. So let's start with um, processing your inner work means being aware of what cycle you're on and what you're trying to clear in your belief system right now. Uh, if you're new to the show, you might want to go back and listen to The Way of the Shaman um, and that can help give you a good sense of cycles. Uh, I talk about cycles a lot on the show. So if you want to open your gifts, um, you have to take a serious look at what cycle you're on and what you're processing. And also take a look at where and how you doubt yourself. What is the particular way that you like to doubt or sabotage yourself? This is likely the cycle that you're on, right? Um, the thing that you keep doing over and over again. Um, and so you can ask yourself, what is my story here? What is my limiting belief? And I'm going to go through a few of them to kind of help, help expedite that for you. So for example, one limiting belief would be if I express who I truly am, my family will do something. They'll turn on me or my community will turn on me or they'll hate me or they'll not take me seriously anymore. I can't tell you how many times I hear that. I hear this every single day. I hear it in uh, different forms like, um, but I'm in a really conservative community and they are open to this or people around here uh, don't get it. They're not evolved enough or, you know, I wouldn't have clients here or they wouldn't understand me or wouldn't get me. Sometimes I even hear this from multiple people that live in the same place. So it's like, I can see, it's like, this isn't true that this, that you are the only one in your community is not true, or at least it's not the whole truth. Um, and I've certainly lived in conservative communities and um, I have definitely had experiences where, you know, I get sort of the judgment from others, but honestly, when I scan through my whole life, it's like a handful of experiences. And most of them were when I was in high school, <laughs> you know? So 
it's amazing how much those few experiences actually stick with us. And so the limiting belief has us think that we're outsiders, but it actually what it does is has uh, has us reject the other stuff so that we can stay safe, right? So we can stay and remain on the outside. Um, and yeah, most of the time when I track back and look at the time that I've been rejected for it, um, it's actually because I am afraid and I'm wanting to limit my opportunities. Um, and so I'm looking for like, it's like this conditioning to look for my limitations instead of the openings. So, um, and this is a big one, right? This is a really big one is being afraid of what other people will think. So, um, and again, I don't want to bypass the fact that some people will have negative reactions. Some of us will go through experiences where we get rejected from our families, but also those actually project us into the reality that we wanted to be in, in the first place. Right. Um, another example would be the money story. Uh, and with the money story, I mean, well, let me say this first. Um, and I don't feel like I need to say this, but I obviously do. I'm still going to say it because you know, the internet, um, obviously, obviously I'm aware that there are moments when we seriously struggle. I'm aware of discrepancies in the economic system um, and opportunities. I'm aware of the way our system is slanted. I'm aware of the privilege some of us have, right? And I'm also aware that we see over and over again, people having the capacity to rise above these limitations of what their money story was or the life that they were born into. And what's the main difference? Well, it was their choice, right? Um, they were choosing not to be stuck in that limiting belief. And sometimes, um, sometimes it is energetics, right? Um, and sometimes it's just life. Sometimes we sabotage ourselves to hold ourselves back. And sometimes there was just a nail in the road and we got a flat tire. So I want to name that because I feel, I see people sort of attached to one or the other. And I just feel like we have more freedom and we can have more freedom when we realize that it's, this is a both situation. So another limiting belief would be that you have to do um, all of the serious, responsible things first before you can go have fun. Um, and then once all of the work is done, once all of the money is saved, once um, all of the project is perfect, then I can go play. When actually you can give yourself permission to go play right now and your work will get done faster and more efficiently. Um, another limiting belief might be related to overwhelm. Like what if I can't handle this or continuing to get yourself into situations where you aren't handling it. And you might look back on some of your childhood memories. Um, like one time when you were overwhelmed with academia or maybe you were overwhelmed, maybe like you were actually overwhelmed with spirits or ghosts, or maybe you had a control freak parent and you were always expected to be perfect, Right. Um, another big limiting belief would be um, that I don't know enough. I can't trust myself, right? So we think about the times where we made the wrong decisions, just like when we think about the times where somebody did judge us. Um, we think about the times where we made maybe not the best choice um, and we attach to that. And then this has us believe that we need more information before we can know when we actually do know in our body and in our hearts. 
And it's actually just not talking yourself out of it over and over again and continuing to give ourselves, um, ourselves over to somebody else's authority or I don't beat ourselves up. So, uh, so much that we can't even tell what we feel anymore. And of course, um, there's the big limiting belief that um, if we share something vulnerable, it will discredit us. And I'd like to also name a big departure here. So there's, um, this is a departure for me as well, from probably some popular opinions. Um, So there's this way that, yes, everything comes down to energy. Everything comes down to doing your work. There is a way that I believe that on the fundamental level. And yes, of course, we all have shadows and we all have triggers, but there's also a track here in this, a trap in this hyper-awareness. Um, there's a trap here and it's called, I'm so self-aware that I make myself frozen. I can't move because I hyper-question everything and I do overanalyze it. And in that process, I assume that I'm doing something wrong. And I assume that I need to fix myself. And I, um, and then here's the bigger pitfall is then also I'm not going to talk about it until after it's fixed. And really what we want to move into is first of all, yeah, we want to give our soften that hyper-awareness a little bit and just give ourselves some grace. You know, again, sometimes life just happens. Um, and I really want to move to what I want to move into is thinking less about how we need to correct or fix something that we're doing and more about how we just want to see and notice ourselves. The more you see and notice something about yourself and share it, it becomes spiritual gift giving. And this is really how we start to um, see our own unique medicine. And as part of a community, we get to experience that magic when we can share what we notice about ourselves in a, you know, from a vulnerable place and not keep trying to tuck it away or hide it. Our community gets to benefit from it. Um, And yeah, contrary to our limiting beliefs, it doesn't actually discredit us. It actually connects us more. So if you're trying to develop your gifts, let me get back to this main point. If you're trying to develop your gifts, you need to be able to see what your limiting beliefs are. So you can catch yourself when you're doing that limiting belief, right? And moving through that limiting belief will directly correlate to more of your gifts opening up. It happens every single time. So number four, uh, another way to grow your gifts, um, probably and stretch your beliefs is I is by constantly asking yourself, is this true? And how do I know it's true? To be able to start to open um, and see some of our gifts and also to begin to expand ourselves into multiple dimensions, we need to be able to embody the understanding of multiple realities being true at the same time. Um, This is the non-dual, right? It's moving beyond the idea that we're limited to something is only true or only false to a more inclusive understanding um, of the reality that things can be both true and false at the same time or neither true or false at the same time, right? Um, 
So the more we ask ourselves, is this true and how do I know, the more we will see that we don't. And this is a good thing because I know it's counterintuitive, but it opens up possibilities. It opens up other possibilities. And when we can give ourselves some grace here and allow ourselves to, um, or maybe allow others some grace and allow others the possibility that maybe their perspective isn't actually wrong or opposing ours, but actually can just exist right alongside ours. This opens up the capacity to travel. That opens up our capacity to move through different dimensions. It opens up the pathways for us, which then makes it easier to travel through all of the unseen realms to, you know, whether it's astral projection or going into the dream realms or timeline jumping, right? So um, again, the more that we can, and I think this works especially well when we're finding ourselves like wanting to fight or like opposing, you know, like we have an opposition, we have like an enemy, Um, Or we want to, you know, make them wrong and make our viewpoint correct. That's, I think, where this can be especially valuable. And I'm sure you can imagine with this, also, this can go into a slippery slope of like not being able to know how you feel. So uh, know that there's a difference between these two things. Know that we're questioning this like two-part frame logic of reality. And that the more comfortable we get in this place, the more we get to travel around and experience all of the different dimensions. So then last but not least, number five, um, tracking things over a long period of time. Um, Test out your gift use over a long period of time. If you're playing with your psychic gifts, um, you know, track it, claim it for yourself. Notice when you had a premonition and it came true. If it feels like it's true, uh, it probably is on some level. Um, like in shaman school right now, the amount of telepathy that has been happening has been off the chains. And the thing is, it's been available to them the whole time. Um, it's been actually probably been happening the whole time, but what changed is their belief. And then from there, the gate, the gift got to come online really easily. Um, and, um, lastly, one of the best ways to open spiritual gifts and learn how to use them in powerful ways that help others and are fun for you. And um, that's simply by being around someone who already uses them. Um, Being in the presence of people that already use their gifts will help them wake up for you a lot faster. And then you'll get to experience what it's like. And you'll probably realize, holy shit, I have been doing this for a long time. I had no idea. Um, And then you get to join the fun and play and you get to do it consciously, right? Um, so if nothing else, we can have more fun and we can be happier when we give ourselves permission to master our spiritual gifts and actually just be as powerful as we really are. Um, and we get to play in different ways. You know, if you've reached a point in your life where you're mostly like things are mostly fine, right? You have your basic financial needs met, you have pretty healthy relationships. Now, obviously there's always stuff that comes up, but if overall your relationships are pretty healthy, and you're finding yourself sort of wandering around or you're finding yourself like like that you still need to somehow escape from your life or get away from your life um, to find any enjoyment Um, or like you still need to go on vacation to find enjoyment, it's probably because you're bored and mastering your spiritual gifts satisfies that. You don't have to um, run away from your life anymore. You get to turn and see this whole other side of your life 
that's been right in front of you the whole time and you just couldn't see it before. And then you get all the the beneficial byproducts of it, right? Then you get healthier relationships. Um, Then you get more emotional satisfaction. Then you get being more in flow um, and being in the right place at the right time. And you get things coming to you easily and more luck and you get more um, powerful manifesting and um, you get to be able to call in more money and people uh, are able to grow their business. Um, You get being able to stand out from other people um, and get to feel comfortable speaking with, um, you know, what's actually in your heart and in your mind and worrying less about what other people think. You get to be able to actually do your soul work. And again, bottom line for me is like, you get to just have some fun and enjoy this part of being human as well. Being able to see yourself, you know, being able to see all of yourself and that actually there is a lot more to life than status and money. And there's a lot more to life beyond the conventional way of doing things. And there's so much more beyond the physical and it doesn't have to take you out of the physical 3d or drastically change your life. It's actually just here to enhance it. And of course, of course, if you're interested in gaining spiritual wisdom and exploring all of this for your own enlightenment, for your own self-growth, or maybe to get your business into doing something else that could be more fun for you, or just to test your edges edges and your limits and see how powerful you can just be, I encourage you to explore shaman school. Even if you've taken some shamanic training, this is so much more than uh, a lot of the conventional teachings out there. It's embodiment. It's mastering your spiritual gifts in your unique way. It's discovering your unique medicine and how to use it. And it's simply magical. Thanks for joining me today. Welcome to today's member query episode, where we explore questions about spiritual paths, intuitive gifts, growing a spiritual business and shamanism. Do you have a question for us? Send us a DM at Holton Healing Arts. Question that is from our Leading with Spirit Facebook group is how do I know the difference between intuition and thinking? Uh, This is a question that I get asked a lot. And um, I always find that the simplest way to check is by noticing what comes in first. Almost always the first thing that comes in is going to be the intuition. And what what comes right behind it is our thinking mind, either analyzing it, um, trying to talk us out of it, or trying to apply it and see what would happen if it were true. So um, the simplest thing is to pay attention to that subtlety, that very first thing that came in first. That is the information that is coming from the intuitive realm. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Leading with Spirit. If you did, please share the link for this episode with your biggest takeaway, tagging me at Holton Healing Arts. It would also support me if you subscribed and left a rating and review of the show so we can support more people living their highest purpose. Until next time, journey on.